Hello, and welcome to The Change in the Butterfly. It is Jacqueline Gutierrez in Pumpkin Spice Latte. So, for those who have not noticed, it is spooky season. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it has been official pumpkin season for the last three weeks now. So, if you have not taken out your Halloween decorations or gotten your favorite Halloween snacks or been watched scary movies, then I must admit I do not know what to tell you. But in the talk about Halloween and Halloween-made snacks, let us move directly to the topic of this episode. Of course, this episode will be based upon one of the most spooky seasons phenomenon, which is, you guessed it, pumpkin spice latte. Now, I must admit, I have never actually tasted it before, just because it never really caused, like, caught my attention. But it is in everyone's list once October comes around. Of course, when I say everyone's list, I mean it in a figurative and hypothetical way. I am aware that there is controversy to this drink, just like in everything else, but anyway, majority of the people like this drink and majority of the people that I know like this drink. So, like I said, majority, not everyone, majority. And so, now I would like to tell you why I got interested in this you know, topic, which is not that hard to, you know, kind of figure out on your own, but just to make sure we're all on the same page. So, number one is that it is spooky season, and as we know, pumpkin spice latte gets the hype during spooky season, right? And so, number two is I watched a video on the food theorist on YouTube about pumpkin spice latte, which kind of sparked my interest into this topic, right? And then three is that it is generally interesting, like this whole based information on this, since pumpkin spice latte is not the only thing we see this kind of phenomenon going on. There's other types of food and other snacks and other drinks that have the same phenomenon. You know, maybe they get the attention, but I just haven't seen that. So, you know, it is it's interesting that this that although I'm mentioning this specific drink, there are many others that have the same kind of situation going on, right? And it is particularly interesting because there's a lot of other um, consumer goods that are considered to be something that their businesses do not make them seem like, right? So it's kind of like a kind of gray area of some sort. So um, for this, topic and episode in particular there was a lot of research that i did in accordance to um you know articles and like i said videos and so i've i've seen that there are many many articles from researchers scientists news outlets and practically anybody else with a profession you could literally Go to Google right now and search pumpkin spice latte phenomenon and you'll be bombarded with evidence and articles and opinions and all this kind of sorts of stuff just there at the tip of your hands. But you know, still I'm still kind of interested in talking to you all guys about this. So just letting y'all know that if you want to search your thing up, you know, go ahead. So um, in many of these articles and videos, they stated how there are various factors that lead to the popularity of this drink, but I saw that there's no concrete answer. And when I say there's no concrete answer, 
I don't mean that I expected there to be one. I know that this is like the real world and this has a lot to do with many factors. But the reason why I say one concrete factor is that there's not one list for it, right? Like you can go to a psychologist based article and they'll tell you about the factors and effects that happen with this phenomenon of pumpkin spice latte. But then you go to economist um, article and they say some other ones that were not mentioned in a psychologist one. And so there's a lot of different, you can say, um, evidence and factors that lead to this popularity. And so that got me wondering, like, how come, you know? I mean, this drink has to be popular enough to have sold over 424 million of it worldwide. So considering that this drink was introduced to the public over 17 years ago, it is truly outstanding that it is still as popular as it is today, right? Because if you think about it, many things are kind of like a hit and run. They hit popularity, but at a certain point, it, it decreases, right? Like, it's not as popular as it was before. And there are many, like, instances of this, right? So how come this one particular drink, in, like, for this topic, right? Why is it as popular as it was before? Like, how come, I, I, I assume, and that many of the the popularity has decreased to some point, but it hasn't decreased drastically as many other things like the fidget spinners, right, for example. And so, um, the theorist is the, it, it involves the, the channel I told you about, about the food theorist on YouTube. He's a YouTuber and you should check him out if you want to, you know, he has various videos involving video games, movies, but in this particular, we're gonna talk about his food um, YouTube channel and so he states that the reason why it is as popular as it is is due to psychological factors and these psychological factors many experts like to call it neuromarketing and so um neuromarketing is basically marketing that is inspired by neuroscientific um investigations right like like things that have to do with the brain and human interaction and human behavior and the response like the responding um behaviors of humans right and so this drink was purposely made to be captivated by our brains right which is why it's so hard to resist which is why like many other um foods and drinks that we've seen they're very hard to resist why because of the neural marketing behind it right so it's not just the ads or it's not just um the branding but it has to do a lot with the way that the human brain accepts knowledge and intercepts that knowledge right and you know it kind of hits different parts of the brain in order some some speculation and there has been research on it and there has been a lot of um, kind of attempts to kind of see if it is true or not. In some, in some attempts, it has shown successful and some have not, but I'll still tell you anyways. So basically, one of these many effects is that it triggers a kind of like core memory, which is all like <laughs> core memory sounds like the movie with um, the emotions and everything. Anyway, um, core memory that has to do with like childhood memories, right? So something that reminds you of, let's say, especially during Halloween, it's like the spooky scene, like I said. So it triggers like a lot of 
inner memories, right? Personal memories, which leads you to buying this drink a lot, right? Because it makes that connection. And so, um, um, the reason why this caught my attention is that this is a theory, right? Because it hasn't totally been established, right? But it can also be seen as a belief, and it is relating to, um, cultural framework so pumpkin spice latte is involved with cultural framework in my opinion and in opinions of many other experts you know i kind of opinion because like i said it's a theory and it's a belief it's not really something pretty concrete there's supporting evidence but it isn't 100 concrete and so just to give you a little bit of context cultural framework is used to quote explain a society's traditions values and beliefs unquote it is commonly used in social science, which is, quote, the study of human society and social relationships, unquote. And this is quoted from the Oxford Dictionary. And so um, this is interesting because there, this means that there are different perspectives as to why pumpkin spice latte is popular, but it doesn't just have to do with, like I said, psychology. It has to do with a more cultural aspect of it, right? Just with a more, if you want to say it, Americanized, perspective right and so um by cultural framework like i mentioned earlier with pumpkin spice latte is that um pumpkin spice latte is usually bought during the fall especially during spooky season or halloween or october right since it is interleague with halloween which is also considered a pumpkin uh season in the exact same way that many other traditions and values are based right um the buying and the consumption of pumpkin spice latte has become a sort of tradition you can say and it holds the belief of halloween or fall season right in the exact same way that trick-or-treating and halloween costumes have been affiliated with both the halloween season and in particular fall and you, as many as you know, the original purpose for Halloween wasn't really the trick-or-treating or the costumes. It was more with, with a old belief of, you know, ghosts and protecting yourselves from... Well, some people believe that it was the protecting of, like, against the devil and his worshippers or little workers or minions, whatever you want to say it. And some believe that it's, like, a more cultural aspect as in, like, you know, worship, not worshipping, but, like, it's okay i'll explain that later i'll come to that later but um anyway um i was getting kind of off topic there but um so an interesting fact is that many people say that because they see other people consuming this good right it causes them to buy it whether it is to fit in or whether it is to see the big deal out of it so there is a lot of imitation you can say going on in regards to pumpkin spice latte consumption and this society level pressure and i say level because <laughs> and i say pressure because as you can see it is not because like oh like it's just a a drink that they want to experiment on no it is because they see other people doing it and in a way they are expected by society to follow what they're doing right and so um one of the other arguments that i saw in other um articles and stuff like that and i want to mention that please don't get angry you know if you're against this kind of viewpoint i'm just stating it in order to you know provide more context as in the reasoning behind um supposedly like the reasoning behind pumpkin spice latte phenomenon um i'm not saying this is true but i'm just stating what some people believe and so 
Another argument is that it involves a much more sexist approach, right? So there's a general term or quotation that many of y'all, I presume, have heard, and it is women are all the same. And so this is a, sorry, that's my dog. Um, <laughs> so this is a common thought that means that, you know, when women see other women wearing, eating, or doing anything, the women watching want to follow that, right? They want to do the same exact things, wear the same things, and eat the same things that the other women are doing, right? And so this belief, of course, relates to sexism because this is not a behavioral habit that is only seen in women, but it is seen significantly in male. And I think this is I think this is because um not trying to, like I said, generalize anybody or say that women like these sort of things and men like these sort of things. But there has been some, um, you know, research and experiments have that, that's based on this that, you know, shows that the, there are different tastes in various, in, in the genders, right? Um, and these are, some of these are assumptions, but, you know, I'm not saying that women like the same things or follow the same things or do the same things um, because male also do that. But it all just depends in the way you look at it and in the in the, uh, the stuff that you're talking about it, right? Because um, many want to say that like males um, follow other males, you know, that like in the basis of richness, right? Like in a car or the way they dress and in their fashion too, right? So it's not just women who follow the fashion from other women from other artists and other female um influencers and stuff like that right and so i just wanted to comment on that you know so y'all don't say that oh i'm a sexist no (laughs) i i i support both genders right i believe in gender equality you know i'm not saying that women are better than men but i'm not saying men are better than women anyway so um like i said this was a really interesting piece of evidence or um you know believe because it is not exactly true because like i said it has to do a lot with gender assumptions and not on scientific research in particular right but back to cultural framework though right so apparently the pumpkin spice latte is not what it is stated to be and this reason i say this is because the ingredients used in this drink has none or little to do with pumpkin right so supposedly pumpkin spice latte you hear pumpkin spice latte and you think pumpkin spice and latte and you think this is exactly what it is right that it is made out of pumpkin out of spices in the form of a latte but um apparently you know since it has nothing to do with pumpkin or little to do with pumpkin it is practically more sugar than anything right so it isn't how is it a pumpkin spice latte if there isn't a significant amount of pumpkin in this drink but anyway so um so this means that there shouldn't be a high demand for these so-called seasonal drinks because um pumpkin spice latte is considered a seasonal drink and so what this means is that it is marketing at its finest right so starbucks and their marketing group are having people believe that pumpkin spice latte is made out of pumpkin that is supposedly only produced or in stock primarily during fall which is what makes it a seasonal beverage of course this is not all true since like i told you in this case pumpkin can be it's not a really back then it used to be like an exotic based 
well, most people think that it was exotic um based um season of uh whether it's a fruit or vegetable that's the one thing i didn't <laughs> that's the one thing i didn't decide to research on but oh well um you know pumpkin can be it's, it's available to the public mostly throughout the year at least and many local HEBs that have gone through so you know I don't see how this is a seasonal drink and even if it was based on pumpkin I do not see how it would be a seasonal drink due to the fact that it is not primarily made of pumpkin you know but anyway um this is not to disillusion you right if you if this is your favorite drink then I'm not saying there's nothing wrong Except, of course, the ongoing manipulation game Starbucks is having you play. But that's not on me. That's more on you. That's your preferences, you know. It's the same thing. I can't be telling you that you're wrong when I myself consume chocolate. And that's also kind of like borderline manipulation. But anyway. um, And if you knew about this already and you simply did not care. Or you just find out about it. But you still do not care. Like I said, that is on you. That is your decision. I'm nobody to be telling you you know or you're being played like a fool no i'm not saying nothing like that i'm just giving you a general context as to the phenomenon of pumpkin spice latte and so um i guess in a way this is your trick-or-treat right like because like whatever way you think about it it could be a trick or a treat because to those who love pumpkin spice latte it is a treat but it is also a trick because it is based upon the false information circulating around this drink right but to those who think opposite, right, or vice versa, this will be a trick because, like I said, it's a it's a drink circulating from false information. But it's not considered a treat because you know it's a drink that people would consume out of like social quotes, societies, and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> that was a lame joke, but uh, since you know I had to explain it. But either way, if you got it, you got it, and if not, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> And so, um, like I said, there's a lot of ongoing, and there's still debates about it. There's still articles coming out and new um, explanations and experiments going on about this. But for now, I don't see any actual concrete answer. There has to, like I said, a lot of, of it is, you know, manipulation, which has to do with psychology. Some of it's marketing and the economic field. And there has to do with, like, economic prosperity too you know because if you buy starbucks you're practically like middle class supposedly or most people believe that's what they want you to believe right if you see somebody with starbucks almost every other day you're like oh they're kind of like middle class whatever so it has to do with a lot of different aspects depending on the aspect the aspect you want to see it this drink has a lot of different different factors and i am no place to say that one of these are wrong or one of these are right except for the sexism one because you know that it's more like gender line borderline kind of thing and that has to do more with uh personal beliefs and not with research based experimentation and stuff but um i would like to mention also that um those who have been listening to that listen to my introduction and who were in support of me continuing thank you um to y'all it might not mean a lot but to me it does you know i I've been, I don't know if you noticed with the first one and in this one, I, I'm i pretty nervous, you know, because practically it's just me and the screen talking. So my sisters who are in the other room, I think I'm crazy, but uh, <laughs> but um, 
you know, it, it gives me relief that you're actually listening and trying to at least um, help me keep going with this podcast. I know that it may get boring, and um, so far I have been having problems with uh, with timing. The first time I recorded this, I actually um, it was actually like five minutes long, so I needed to make a little bit more planning as to what I'm gonna say, and you know that that, that kind of helps a lot since you know you know this, throughout this podcast I'm gonna grow, you know I'm gonna be able to not be as shy i'll be able to be more prepared i'll be able to have more information more much more um at least be a little bit more entertaining you know since i don't want, i know <laughs> i understand that you might want to stop halfway or like the after the five, five the first five minutes since it might be boring and stuff but um you'll see i'll, I'll improve in this we're working all on this together and i say we're all because you are also part of this little project I'm doing right now so um thank you all for the support I I really appreciate it and if you if you're new like I said or if you already know me then like I said thank you it may not mean a lot to y'all but it means a lot to me and so um I think I'll cut it short not bad you know so at last this is it for our pumpkin spice latte episode Thank you all for listening. This has been Jacqueline Gutierrez in the punk in the <laughs> I messed it up. Okay, um <laughs> again, I'm gonna do that again. Imagine that didn't happen. So, um alas, that is it for our pumpkin spice latte episode. Thank you all for listening. This has been Jacqueline Gutierrez in the Change in the Butterfly. Hope to talk to you all next time. Bye bye. <laughs>